Hello, and welcome to the 64th episode of Off the Record. This is an announcement that we have here. This will be uh, what? You're breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with Jesse. I'm breaking up with all the men in my life. Buddy from Census Fails tweets inspired me to break up with all the men in my life. Well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, right? Going going out with a bag here. Thank you. I thought so. As as someone who's a big supporter, I feel like I can say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, as a uh, white male, I think I can say that. <laughs> t- t- team buddy, when it comes to that, I'm, you, you know, what you should do with that girl Katie Not Natopolis from uh, BuzzFeed is that hashtag unfollow a man, and oh, she, yeah? you know she unfollowed all the men on Twitter. Oh. You could do that next if you really want to take your man hating to. Next level. You know, speaking of man-hating... Which of your accounts would I unfollow, Jesse? Uh, I highly recommend the book one because I tweet Lewis from it. Um, my phone keeps correcting Manhattan to man-hating. And oh. I think that's, that's ironic because I, I hate white men so much. That, obviously. I mean, and Manhattan, clearly. I, 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 you know, I like the bottom part of Manhattan until it gets by <laughs> Wall Street. Bottom. Yeah, I'm really into below 23rd until Delancey, maybe even Canal. Actually, I like all the way down to Canal. Delancey to Canal is great. Delancey to Canal. Chelsea to Canal, Canal, Chinatown. Well, obviously you meant Chelsea. I mean, I love Chelsea. Yeah. Lots of good food there. Yeah. Um, But anyway. Yeah. uh, This will be the second to last episode of my run on Off the Record. Um, Jesse will be continuing on the show without me. so that's a thing that we'll talk about more in a little bit. But um, as some of you may have noticed or heard or seen or whatever, um, I will. I have also stopped my other podcast with Evan Lucy, Simpler Sound. Um, there's going to be one more episode with me of Off the Record on it. That'll happen next week. Um, I am moving back to New York in a few weeks. Um, I am departing. Wait, wait, wait. Not, not, just, not just New York. Well, 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 well. Yes, just New York at this point. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe a borough that I uh, shall not speak of called Voldemort. Um, <laughs> do you get that reference, Jesse? I, I've been forced to watch Harry Potter before. Thank okay. you very much. All right. Um, I'll be moving back to New York and New Jersey. Um, I'll be leaving my uh, job at JTree in Philadelphia, and uh, there's going to be some other changes coming up in life as well that uh, you'll see or hear about or whatever in the next few days potentially. And that's not a bad thing. Life is just changing. I'm a 22-year-old and uh, not old like Jesse, so sometimes change is not terrible, I hope. Um, <sighs> Change is usually good for me. By the time you're this old, you're really used to it. Ah, okay. Well, like, you know, uh, by this point, you've had to roll with it, and if you're still surviving in a stable human being, you're pretty good at change by this by 37. 37? Yeah. God, 15 years. The, the, big, the big deal is Jesse found a replacement for me that is, uh, <laughs> like, around his same age. I don't <laughs> that's know if not that's true. accurate at all, actually, that's, but I'm just the, joking now. The, the, you, you know, technically, you know what I've been joking is your replacement is voice memos. <laughs> because I'm going to be conducting a lot of interviews with people where they mm-hmm. record into the iPhone voice memo, and that's a lot of what the new off the record will be. Okay. Um, your vo- your um, technical replacement is like Siri. <laughs> 
which um, is an Apple product, which is basically like having you around right, still it's anyway. It's the same thing. I will, I will continue to guest on the show when Jesse has questions on Apple. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. But I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, this has been quite a time. Uh, Jesse and I have never missed an episode except when we took one week off for New Year's. Um, it's been a, a large commitment and one that we've done happily. Um, I wouldn't be giving up the podcast if there think if some things weren't changing, but they are, and that's okay, and that's exciting. But really, we super duper appreciate it. This has been a really big success for us, and I am going to miss doing it, um, even if Jesse makes fun of Taylor Swift too much. I like that. Um, you know, I'll t- I'll tell you, it really saddens me. Um, you know, like when you said you were you were going, I was like, you know, the first thing I had was like how sad it's going to be to not talk out loud to you every week and make fun of you. Like I was almost as sad as Cecil, what I heard about Cecil the Lion. Are you like actually sad about that thing? <laughs> no, I'm actually not sad about. I think. It. So, I, I mean, I'm sad. Jo- I I'm a very sensitive guy. Did you see the I, article? I'm a sensitive yet? guy. I don't like them. Did you see the Which article one? yet that the dentist um, donated to Romney's campaign last time? Well, I mean, I, I didn't need to see an article to know that. I thought that just I was just kind of waiting for you to come out on Twitter with that, and it didn't come. Like I was like, of course, I was just waiting for some. Terrible tweet I, I feel like you. that's just obvious. The, 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 the hunters are always awful, awful gun nuts who vote for the gun nut person. And, you know, the fake hunter, Mitt Romney, who never really hunted, you know, the, the real man. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway. Anyway, Jesse, it's almost time for the very, Republican debate. You know, I'm having a party. I do know. I do know that. Yeah, the word is getting around my inner internet group. Mm, mm. Yeah. That's what happens. It happens. Gonna be, um, be a fun, a fun time. My, tr- my, I got my Trump jokes on fleek. <laughs> on fleek. Um, oh God, on fleek. I had to ask Grace a few weeks ago what that meant, and she was like, "You know, a on few fleek. weeks ago." Yeah, and I was like, "I honestly have no idea what that means, Grace." And she was like, "I thought it was a bad thing." Basically, I was like, "That sounds bad." I, she said, "I had something on fleek," and I was like. I thought it was good. I'm sorry. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. So the cool lingo has so how did me. So how did Grace react when you told her that you were leaving the podcast and Jade Tree to open up a business after seeing Orange is the New Black of selling emo bands underwear to people? Well, I have to tell you, um, I, I mean, now that I can reveal it as it's no longer a conflict of interest, um, I am the primary VC funder in Attila's uh, business enterprise for selling band in underwear. Rock, Clos- rock Closet. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah nice. it was my idea to make Rock Closet. Um, and I'm out of the closet of that secret now. Um, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, see, I see, this is a believable story because how much money it took to develop that website is about how much money you have. Wow. Maybe we won't do one I'm just more saying, episode. I'm just, I, I wasn't trying to insult you. I'm insulting how bad that website is. Like, you know, it's not like you're like a millionaire over here or anything with some real VC. Well, I would appreciate you thinking I have enough uh, business acumen to get a good website together. As it is, I run a website. I, I, that that what that wasn't the insult I was saying. I was throwing the insult at Rock Closet, saying that you know the developing wasn't too strong on that site. Fine, fine. Um, I do. Orange is a new. I have two more episodes of Orange is the New Black this season, um, and it's great. Really loving it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All about it. 
I'm uh, I'm going to start another show next that Jesse will never watch. Um, but it's okay. Well, I'll finish Orange is a New Black as Jesse and I have nothing else to talk about TV-wise. So <laughs> we did want to say that if um, anyone, any of our lovely listeners or parents mm-hmm. want us to talk about anything special on the last episode with me on it next week, please uh, tweet us or tweet hashtag AskOTR. Um, we'll try to make it a special and a fun episode. So any, anything that you all would like us to discuss, just let us know, and uh, we'll be recording early next week as usual. So just tweet hashtag AskOTR. So um, with that, uh, I guess next week I'll talk a little bit about what uh, we'll, you'll see that'll be different on OTR since... I'm still sorting a little bit out of my head, but uh, I'm pretty excited about the ideas and already the episodes I've started on. But until then, let's do an episode that we normally do and not just – and by that, I don't mean we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, thank God. Uh. But, you know, that was, the, that was the greatest relief is that I could choose to never talk about Taylor Swift once I'm the boss. Are we going to talk about Drake and Meek Mill today? Can you explain it to me? It's pretty easy to explain, you know. I don't get it, man. Well, you see, when one star sees a famous one with a weakness, the idea is to go after it. Like, Taylor Swift's a fuck girl, so Katy Perry's like, booyakasha, throwing fists. Okay, but, like, I I was under the impression, from what I've tried to piece together, I'm under the impression that Meek Mill, who I guess is from Philadelphia— released an album or a mixtape of some sort and that Drake had a guest part on one of these songs. Mm-hmm. And then Meek Mill on Twitter accused Drake of not writing his guest part or his songs at all, that he had a ghostwriter. Am I yes. right so far? Yes. And this, this, is, this is a very common accusation. Like this is basically like the saying somebody has a small penis of the the rapping game. So my, I guess one question I would have is why, why would Meek Mill allow Drake originally on his song or what happened to piss Meek Mill off to go after uh, Drake in this circumstance? Well, I don't know if it's like the um, what would happen to do that. Like, just think about this sensically. When you're like, you know, if we call these ladder rungs and there's 10 ladder rungs, let's call Drake a top ladder rung star these yeah, days. He's a nine. And like, let's call, you know, Meek Mill number seven. The way you get a little bit more into the limelight if you're fed up with some, you know, weird faced having ass bitch. Shit, you know, you just out them for the secret you know. You know, it's just like that thing of like, you you really don't lose a lot by sniping at number one. Do you, well, I, you know, there were reports that actually Meek Mill had trouble getting into Canada through customs yesterday. <laughs> that's a good joke. Um, it's not even a joke. I, I don't think that that's true. I think whoever made that rumor up was very good. Had a great sense of humor. Do you is, have you? Is there any? Is Nicki Minaj involved in this at all? Well, well, see, but that that's the thing is, is like you know, with the celebrity drama, it never hurts. Like it's the same thing as like when celebrities like date each other, and like you know, I don't fall into like the person who believes in celebrity conspiracy theories. Like when like relationships are supposedly set up, even though I do have it on good confirmation that Justin and Britney was a fake relationship. Just going to put that out there, that those matching uh, Canadian tuxedos, that was all just for the press. I wasn't even alive then, so. Kind of true. Um, anywho, 
Um, you know, it, it, it's just good business having beef. And if you have beef and you are doing it. And then I think the other thing is, too, is we, what we don't think about is these celebrities don't get a lot of sleep. And they get real cranky and then they just open their mouths. I sometimes open the mouth and say things I shouldn't say. But thank God I'm the one who edits this podcast. And so then Drake released like a diss track, right? Yeah, because, you know, he, he's a great rapper. What do you what, do you like Drake? I mean, let me say this. I don't listen to a lot of Drake, but when I hear it, I go, you know, this is top-notch production. These are really good hooks. Like, I think it's great. Is, but is it true that people consider Drake like the emo or a rapper artist? Yeah, he's like he's like a top dog in R&Bmo. Mm, so if I were to like a hip-hop artist, it would probably be Drake? Or like The Weeknd, yeah. Or The Weeknd. Oh, I, I heard that on that Apple thing, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, I'm not it was too that. scandalous for me. He falls a little bit more on the R&B side of the emo, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of emo there. Um, I don't see you as a little B guy either, so. No, that seems too, like, rowdy for me. That would be, like, to me, that would be, like, party punk, you know? I don't so like the, party punk. Yeah, and I, I'm more feeling, like, what that is is, like, that's just, like, the, uh, like, he, he's, like, a little too underground and cool, just, like, you can't get into, the, like, the real underground cool. Like, you know, the Medzigers is, like, as underground and cool as you could get. That is bands. literally the hippest I can get for punk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the little B is just too hip And it took years. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, 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 it did. I don't get it. You, you don't even like Chamberlain Waits. You're, like, oh, a freak. What an awful. It's bad. You don't, you, you don't like the record I did, which no, is a masterpiece? That's a terrible record. Oh, my God. You're a horrible person. That's fine. Good thing you're not talking to me anymore. <laughs> one more one more thing about Drake. Okay. Well, two two quick things. One, do you like diss tracks? Oh, I I mean, let me just go down saying that the Ronnie Radke versus the Sumerian weirdos oh from diss tracks. Oh my god. That was god. that was that, like so I had this thing, like, so you know, do you know about the 50 Cent lawsuit? God, we are really going off track this episode. The one about the sex tape? Well, so I don't know if you ever saw this. It's the, I couldn't find it online. I have never I seen to 50 Cent sex okay, tape. So, so I assume you it's have not, now. It's not that. Listen, listen you're, you're mistaken what it is. Okay. 50 Cent's roadie went and got Rick Ross's baby mama and made a sex tape with her. Oh then God. 50 Cent dressed up like in drag as a character named Boo Boo. Boo Boo. And Boo Boo basically narrated the sex tape. He's oh like, Rick, that's your baby mama. He's skiing her all up, Rick. Oh, my God. Can you believe this shit fucking hurt better than you ever did? And I was like, man, rock music sucks. Like, you remember, like, you probably don't remember this because you were, like, 10. But, like, Brandon Flowers from The Killers was, like, he was smacking everybody when The Killers first came out. Like, he was dissing that band, The Bravery. Really? I, th I think he even dissed Fall Out Boy. But he was Brandon smacking Flowers everybody. Brandon knew who the bravery were? There was the same A&R man. It, so talking about celebrity scandal, celebrity on celebrity scandal, everybody wins here. Same R&B man, A&R man, not R&B man. Rob Stevenson, Fall Out Boy, The Bravery, The Killers, signed them all, having a huge year. And Brandon Flowers just starts talking smack like Booyakasha. And I was like, man, I want to see... What's Booyakasha? Can you spell that? Can that be the episode title? Because... Uh, I watched uh, Donald Trump with Ali G the other day. Uh, I rewatched that like little incident. It was great. Can that be the episode title? Booyakasha. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So what I was like, I was like, why can't Brandon Flowers and his morbid Republican voting self, another thing people probably don't know, 
go on, get in drag, and, like, totally make fun. Like, you know, he could, like, have the guy from Bravery and his one-hit wonder fuck Ashley Simpson's one-hit wonder self because that's who Pete Wentz was with. And, like, you know, we could have real beef in rock music. Like, I want the drama. That shit was awesome. Yeah, I I would say the closest... Oh, man, I I am now, like, really just vividly remembering the Ronnie Racky diss track moment. That was like it was great. Yeah, that, that was the was, that was let's, a peak let's, moment. Let's, for yeah, me. let's go. Let's go here. That was Roddy Radke's truly only great thing he ever did. Only redeemable thing he's ever done. Like I will say, did, it, but all right, yeah. let's, let's 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 give it a little credit. Haters washing dishes for a living—that was a good line. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that everything about that song alone was just, like if you put it in a vacuum, mm-hmm. great stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like that—that that right there, that moment, that could have made him the next Limp Biscuit, but then didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just didn't have the goods, even though he went to Limp Biscuit's producer for that one. I would say that the I feel like the scene's greatest diss track moment, and it wasn't even diss track, would be like seventy times seven, and then there's no I in team, right? Like that's the yeah, well, retrospective. Well, that, that's the one the kid the, that the kids love to look back on. But those are like the, the, I mean, let's be that's honest. Nothing, those, though. No yeah, that, that, that's pretty. Pu- that's pretty pussy diss tracks. No yeah, one got like, shot. Yeah, yeah like, like, I, I mean, that's not even like Tupac and Biggie type stuff. No, like, I mean, we're know. not even like even I understand that. Yeah. I do feel like I would like more diss tracks. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm right, I, I think I'm going to listen to this Drake diss track. Mm. I won't understand any of it. I who, guess. Who, who could we start beef with to get a diss track? Oh, there's so them? many people we could. Should start we just beef start? With? Like, should we end next week's episode with us just saying all the secrets we know about other bands who've talked shit to us? Because we know that happens. A I mean, lot. I'm not trying to get fired from everything. I, I, I'm I'm just saying, you know, I, I, a certain band, like I think I think I can see this happening. I, I, I'm plotting it out now. Yeah, maybe just maybe we could just start beef tracks with like homophobic producers. <laughs> oh, that's from good. From Boston. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll work on that. All right. Um, so the, so so we, so we we were doing something that was actually on track, weren't we? I. Th- I don't know. Yeah, okay. We were talking about Drake. Uh, maybe that had to do with Apple Music. Because the one thing I wanted to say, the other thing I wanted to say about Drake was that he premiered all the diss track stuff like exclusively on Beats 1 and through Connect, which I thought was interesting. I think that's he has his own radio station called Ovo Sound, which is his, like, what, like, pro- production company, record company? It beats the hell out of me, dog. Yeah, I, I th- yeah, it's, it it has a owl logo, and uh, I think it's his record label imprint. Sounds right. Yeah, but yeah, they premiered it on Apple Music, which hey, I listen, thought was pretty cool. Uh, as I said, and a lot of people mess with me. I, I've been waiting for Connect. And yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like it's it's up my alley. I want more diss tracks. I, I mean, imagine if Ronnie. <laughs> Maybe we could like. Pester Ron Iraqi into saying goodbye to me by releasing a diss track on Connect. Man, what what if we got like a good hashtag? Like you and Radke were at Warren for that minute. And it was the best it was right at the heat of you and Radke's war is when I got that selfie with him when I walked by the hotel. Oh yeah. That was the best. God, what a guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are we talking so, about? So 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 let's let's do something with this show. So we do have things to say about Apple aside from this. Um so it was speculated that Apple has already over 10 million subscribers in a month. Yes, and uh, this is speculated against that 
just recently, Spotify announced that they have 20 million paying subscribers. And obviously, a lot of these Apple subscribers, I mean, actually, all of these Apple Music subscribers are on a three-month trial. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being said, all 3 million of those people entered their credit card information. Um, So that, or sorry, all 10 million of those people entered their credit card information. So that is significant. Um, And a big deal, I would say, right? Like... So this, a, lot, a lot of people, it gives them a pretty good head start on uh, Spotify. It's right off the bat. Um, and they have a lot more coming, I would imagine. They obviously have the launch of the iPhone 6S, which will sell 50 million units in the first four months, which is a lot. And all of that will come. Yeah, but what? I, I mean, I'm shocked. Like, so, so I was out at dinner with my friend, a very tech-savvy friend. And I said, you know, he's like, I'm telling him about a record. I'm telling him about the pup record. I'm like, you got to get this. And he's like, okay, I'll buy it somewhere. I was like, what's this buy word you just said associated with the record? And I was like, you have an iPhone 6 Plus. Like, just do the Apple Music. He's like, oh, I didn't sign up for that. That seems stupid. Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't going to sign up. It just blew my mind. Here's like, the he, thing, he's though. Smart. He, he, he produces for John Oliver. He's a smart guy. Yeah. There's just a lot. That's the thing. There's going to be way more people that don't subscribe than do. But Apple still has a chance of getting way more people to subscribe than Spotify does, as we've talked about. Um, and also, the other thing is, is that it'll com- be coming to Android as well in the fall. And I wouldn't expect incredible numbers through that. But I am curious about, I think that maybe the main selling point to Android in some ways would be Beats 1 and Connect for Apple Music. Because you can obviously get Spotify and audio and Google Play Music and whatever on Android. But I think if Apple continues its programming with whatever pop stars and hip hop stars and all that, then they could at least get significant interest, maybe not huge numbers, but good numbers from Android too. And that would be a big win, obviously. So um, I'm curious. There's been a lot of complaints about Apple Music over the past few weeks, all that I think are valid and that I wouldn't defend. And Jess is going to talk more about one in a moment. But, you know, I, I'm still on, like, the preface of, like, as a 1.0 product, they're clearly already gaining a lot of ground. Um, I really think long-term it will be a disaster if they don't make an own Apple Music app on the Mac versus just it all being bloated in iTunes. I think they really need to square away a lot of the density on the iOS app. But long term, you really would hope that they only refine it and make it better. And if they do do that, like, I just think it's going to be fine. Uh, I, 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 th- I think I'm there with you. But yeah, they're, they're, I, I feel like every day a new problem comes up. And uh... Same. Totally agreed. What I will say is that, and I hope that maybe Apple releasing Apple Music on iOS 8.4 instead of iOS 9 is that, for, in order for Apple Music to continue to grow, they can't be on yearly upgrades like the like iOS is. Yeah. It needs to be continual updates, just like Spotify and all other apps are continually updated. Yeah. I want I want to see app updates for Apple Music every X months with bug fixes, new features, design changes, and all that. That's to me pretty important. Yeah, I don't think the design. To me, the biggest problem is the stability. Um, and you know, I'll say this too, as I saw so I'm on iOS nine, like I'm sure your nerd ass is. Uh, and like all my music apps crash like it's their second job. And yep. like RDO, it takes me like four times to get a uh, song to play on RDO right now. Oof. And it's just awful. 
Overcast is freezing all the time. Like everything's wrong. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I'm actually on. Oh, you're on a beta, right? I'm on iOS 9 beta, yeah. Yeah, I'm not having any of those problems. I'm having all sorts of other problems. I mean, this is expect. You can't really complain about a beta yeah, having bugs. It's but, true. I'm just more uh, saying. Yeah, I'm not having the any the problems like that. The crashing seems to be the big problem, aside from what I discovered today. So there's an interesting thing that uh, I really should be writing an article about this and uncovering it. But uh, so Zach and I talked on a recent episode about how leaks are kind of dead. Well, so my album of the year leaked, which is um, Health's new record. What is it? Health. They're oh. oh, I saw you so, tweet about this the other day. I don't yeah, understand. So what their that new is album, though. Death Magic. Health what a is terrible name for like SEO. <laughs> yeah, well, they've been around longer than SEO. They put out a record about every five years. They're mm. a truly amazing band. They really crafted this record. I was reading about the process and the New Yorker, and um, the wait was worth every second. Their last record show was like close to my album of the year, and then this was, you know, it's just, it's like no music you've ever heard, and it's super poppy, and it's super heavy. But it's just wild. But so I've been looking forward to this record immensely, like Bated Breath, and then a friend tweeted that it leaked, and a leak happened to my, fall on my DM. So I download this record, and what I discovered today when I went to put it on my phone for my bike ride home tonight is that that wouldn't happen unless I unsynced my iCloud music library, and that's what it told me because this album's metadata is already entered into iTunes, so they don't allow you. They're basically making you have a choice. You can do leaked unauthorized music, or you could use your iTunes cloud library. I think that's pretty interesting, and I confirmed this with a bunch of people who replied to me that this is a thing. It's weird. I have not had that problem yet. I don't, like, I've, for example, like, I have obviously Knuckle Puck's album in there, but that doesn't come out until Friday. And but, also, though, I imagine it's not authored with the same metadata as this is. Like, this seems like an right. official leak. Right. Of, so, like, yeah, I'm curious release. to see how that might affect me at some point i wonder too there seems to be apple music bugs that are affecting some people but not other people you know so i'm just kind of expected to see i'm i'm curious to see what hits some of us and not other of us well i'm like th this is an interesting one though making you choose between a really great feature or enjoying a leak and you know i chose right, the because leak. you can just hit the plus button and wait yeah i mean the fu funny thing is is like for me it's like I'm not kidding you when I say the only records I have in my iTunes at this point are records I'm currently mixing or mastering. So everything else is on RDO. So it's like this wasn't a hard decision for me. But, like, that's a shitty one for people with huge libraries that depend on iTunes or Apple Music or whatever you want to call it today. Definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, we're there. Well, it's still moving. We'll see how it continues to move. Um, I, it's a little bit of a landmine in a lot of places. There's no doubt about that. So another um, fuckery of the streaming sector, and then we're going to move on past streaming since, you know, another thing we could do when uh, you're gone is not just talk about streaming. What? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Zach, I'm just saying. You love talking about streaming. You love talking about Taylor. I don't even like streaming, and I love talking about it. <laughs> okay. So Pandora... The fuck boys of streaming. Asshole Company now has the ultimate asshole scheme on making money for themselves. They want you to engage with a brand for 15 seconds and able to be able to listen to more music for free. So insane. Like, so bad. Like, I already hated this service, but, like, 
engage with the bread is right up there with cotton swab up my urethra. Ugh. I'm just saying, like, th- those things are both about as welcome in my world. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I saw, I guess I saw The Verge tweet about it, and I was just like, yeah, that sounds like a bad one, guys. You might, you might lose some people here, or definitely not gain people. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's part of me going back to what we discussed last week with, um, when I was thinking about ads for by hypothetical streaming service, you know, I think people would be more apt if it was they knew that it was really going to a band's pocket that they loved and they were listening to a channel of a band they loved. I think that I could bring myself to engage with the brand. But when this is for the company that spends so much of their profits trying to screw musicians out of money, niche, niche, no way. Yeah, uh... Just the short-term money is typically never never worth the long-term loss is what I would say, right? Like, seems like a pretty dumb move. It's, I think this is also the thing is that they, they whatever brain trust uh, they had. Um, well, they definitely don't have much of that. Yeah, I th- what I was going to say is whatever brains they had behind this are gone. And then, like, I think the other thing that we've all learned in the past month is that for so long, Pandora uh, promoted that music genome and that they're how they're labeling all these traits of music and put all this man hour into these recommendations. And we're just seeing that that never worked out because their recommendations sucked and Apple music's recommendations are even better. Yes. So in, in all ways, including financial and stock wise as my father, you know, my father loves nothing more than sending me an earnings report of Pandora. <laughs> That's cute. My dad send me. My dad sometimes sends me questions about Apple stock. Well, my father likes. Uh, my father in retirement, all he does is watch CNBC. So, anyway, um, all that uh, you see is their stock crumbling, and well deserved. I look forward to that company going away. Me too. Um, I wonder if that's the last we'll ever talk about streaming. I, I I really really hope so. Well, I guess this one's kind of related to streaming though too. So we do have one more. Okay, one more. All right. So digital music news, who Zach and I have a lot of hate towards. Literally, I have zero positive feelings towards them. Yeah. Um, They did put up an interesting graph. They said, why the music industry is starting to hate YouTube. And it's that 52% of songs streamed are on YouTube, whereas Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, RDO, Beats, Rhapsody, Google Play, Xbox Music is 48%. Not great. Seems hard to beat. So then the second graph is total song revenues, and it shows that those who are paying that 48%, the labels are getting their only 13.5% of their revenues from from YouTube, and all those services are paying 86.5% of their streaming revenue. And that's definitely going to make them ham. And I kind of find it a little odd, too, when, like, let's be straight here. Like, those YouTube ads are long and frequent. Much more frequent than Spotify. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes full like, 30, 45 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, the, the the other day when I went to rock out to my favorite pop jam, Liz, When I Rule the World, and Tovlo Talking is that Body. Liz fair? No, just Liz. L-I-Z, mm. dog. Just keep it, it keeping it simple. Produced by Sophie. Just first Which names Tovlo? here. You don't know, you know, Tovlo, come on. Is that a Jewish guy? Uh, you know, you have a point there. That that, that probably would have been a little bit more fit. Tovlo, come right. here. It sounds 
Living totally Israeli. Living next to Hasid's, like, I'm pretty good at the Hasid, right? Um, um, I mean, I'll let my mom answer. <laughs> my uh, mom will, mother will uh, tweet, hashtag ask OTR. Are, are your parents really excited to have two hours of their weekend back of not listening no, to you podcasting? No, they're like, really not stoked, honestly. Oh, man. The bigger question will be, do they listen to you without me? Oh, come on. <laughs> your dad's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll 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 sh- I'll shoot your mom a tweet when you, if you ever guessed again. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They're sad for sure. Which is you know it's it's been like a, I mean obviously not ten, you know thousands and thousands of people care, but it's been nice to see the people care. Or that, like what's been the nicest has been seeing people that have said that they never listened to a podcast before and now they subscribe to zero to twelve. You know that's been really yeah, cool. So I, thank I, you. People. I, I, I like that. I just wish we handled the uh, rollout a little better so I didn't have a heart attack the whole time when I got back online after a long bike ride. It's good for your heart, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, nothing like that. Um, but you, you know, I, th- there really is, um, for people like us who try to control the press all the time, and, and I, I would argue that you and I are both very good at uh, controlling the press. There's nothing like uh, seeing when you, you when it's gotten out of control all while you were just at dinner. Oh, yeah, it happens. We're probably back to the day, days of managing a band. Which yeah. maybe remember how much I don't miss that. I haven't quit that job, so. Well, that is, that is something. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about this revenue thing. Okay. So one thing I think is interesting is that Apple Music's missing from this because obviously they have no revenue to pay yet. I do also wonder, there's a chance that Apple never reveals that data. Well, I imagine this data is actually so. Th- if you look, this is from Nielsen mm. for the songs played, and Nielsen can measure that without it. Okay, fair enough. And then the RIAA is reporting the revenue, and that's all the major labels reporting it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. it doesn't matter if Apple. So yeah, I don't, I don't think you're you're on on that. You one. know, I'm just like oh god, with fucking digital music news, it's just like the head. They post a he- they post a really shitty headline, and then they literally just post two images, and that's the post. And it's ah, uh, got it. I it dog me. dog did I click? You clicked, man, and now I'm a click. I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what 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 a hate clicks uh, going on here. If I could if I could close down five websites, it, this would be one of them. Yeah, I'm I'm I, you know I just hate giving um, my clicks to people who are awful people. Right. It, it's just that thing. Like I have a, I have like one of those blocker extensions, so I never click like the Daily News, the New York Post, uh, or Breitbart. You know, the thing Breitbart, like things like that. Right, right. You know, I, 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 those people don't need my clicks, and I'm sure anybody leading me there is an idiot. But like, you know, this is the thing. <laughs> that, that there's also the hate read. Just like we have hate follows. You know, there's there's the hate read. Yeah, I have a few hate follows. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's 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 a couple of Facebook people that you you, you just gotta sit there and just think about how much better you're doing in life by their example. Hmm. Um. So I don't know. I guess my opinion continually on YouTube and stuff and streaming services in general is just that, like, I don't know. Music's a lost leader. Vinyl is not music. It's merchandise. Music is marketing. If you can sell it. God bless you. If you get a few thousand dollars from streaming, God bless you. But music is uh, not to make money on anymore. It's uh, uh, from- see, I, I I don't agree. I think it could transform and change a bit. But I, I think the biggest thing with this is is one that convenience streaming one will diminish from YouTube's share of that. Yes. Two, 
I think that it is not long before YouTube's going to have to cough up some serious. I mean, obviously, Music Key was a step towards this, but YouTube's going to have to start making a a pledge for themselves becoming a cable show. I think of it this way of my own consumption. The number one app I use on my Apple TV is YouTube. I've never used Apple TV on YouTube. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I've never used YouTube on Apple TV. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of how I... Uh, DJ when my friends are uh, taking too long to get ready and leave my house for us to go dancing and stuff like that. That's 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 what I do is I put on the videos so everybody's entertained, but then I also put on the music videos, you know. I put on the Leprechaun remix and stuff like that, and, you know, we get pumped. The what? I don't know the Leprechaun Discovered in Mobile, Alabama remix, dog. What's the original? The Leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama? No. Oh, Zach. Right. Who who is that by? Is that uh, by Future? That's that, no, that's that that's by like Life. Like this leprechaun was in Mobile, Alabama, and the news covered it. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have to send this to you. <sighs> okay, so yeah, okay. anybody who hasn't seen that, you should definitely Google. That. It's one of the greatest things that ever happened later. <laughs> All right, do we have anything more to say about this, or should we get into some final questions? We should get into some final questions because everybody wants to pick your brain while you're still allowing it to be public. Everyone, before I go deep underground. Yeah. I removed my Twitter bio. Did you remove your Twitter bio? I got nothing in my Twitter bio anymore. Wow. You're one of, I'm one going of those. Underground. Going underground. I'm going to pop up six months with a new venture-funded uh, startup. My, my problem is, like, next week, like, when I when like we announce my other new venture on the, the show, like... Oh, is know, that... Oh, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll also talk a little bit about that next week. Wow, like, you're like, just holding out for all the clicks. I oh, yeah. see you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Piece of shit. Like, I, I don't got a room in that bio no more. No, no. Your email signature gives me a major desire to roll my eyes every time. Well, I get to remove one thing next week. That's going to be great. Oh, right. Damn. <laughs> Dropping hints. Yeah. Um, okay. The first question is, I'm in a local band that just got the masters of our new EP that we'd like to send out to some very small DIY labels to see if they bite. Where are the best ways to go about this without being annoying? Don't send it. Yeah, that's that's really the truth. And then even if you do send it, if you wait for more than three weeks for the response, you're wasting your time and you should get to work sending it to getting it out to fans and not getting it to label people. Me, as we've talked about from like the first episode, play some shows, meet some bands that you're like-minded with, maybe meet the people that they know. Maybe those people will tell other people about you. Maybe those some people run record labels. If you want to sell music that's not vinyl, look into cassettes and CDs, just do that for a while. DIY labels are not going to be able to help you. Like real small labels are not going to be able to help you more than you can help yourself probably. Um, so so put put that weight on your back and figure it out and get known from there. Um, uh, I, and I have nothing to add to that. What And from at Justin3341, what does a band like Armor for Sleep take away money-wise approximately from a short 10-year anniversary tour? A good amount of change. But so, I mean, from the, let me let me pull up their dates real quick. I, I, you know what's probably a better better answer? So, the, so let's let's do this. Let's say these bands are playing. I, would you say the average is a what's called a fifteen hundred seat venue for these reunions? Yes. What do you think they're pulling a night from most of those markets? 
different. I would say that the guarantee a night is going to be uh, on the very low end, very low end, $10,000, and on the very high end, $20,000. Yeah. Okay. And then so the other thing I think that's interesting because usually these ticket prices are not very generous to the uh, person. Um, yeah, they're about I, 20 25 bucks each. Um, the other thing is, is two for these bands is, you know, so I just re-released my book, obviously. And what I will totally confess to is one of my big motivations of my updating my book every year, like I do, is that right by the end, right before the update comes out, the check gets a little thinner. And the reason a lot of these bands do these things is because the check's getting a little thin, and this is a nice way to goose up some of those royalty checks again. Well, Jesse, I think you may not even know that they're, re- they're reissuing their vinyl catalog. I, I did so, not know that. I, I know you were very disappointed uh, to um, find out that you weren't going to be the one. I've been it- trying to license their catalog on vinyl uh, since before Acceptance record came out. I uh, I have maybe jokingly, maybe not jokingly, <laughs> offered EVR some of the bands I've managed for a terrible 360 deal just to let me license a record. No game. I think that was a terrible decision on Equal Vision's part. Um if you say so, dog. <laughs> um, so there's a few. So Armor for Sleep specifically, there's a few revenue sources. Like uh, they have about ten tour dates. They're going to license. They're going to reissue their vinyl. Part of that vinyl will be sold in person at the show. So there's obviously merch income, and then there will hopefully be back end recoupment for them. Um, how shows go for those who don't know, you get a baseline guarantee. And then if a certain number of tickets are sold or if there's a sold out, you get a back-end amount as well. So um, I have literally no idea, so these are just fake numbers. But if um, Armored for Sleep sell out Starland Ballroom, maybe their guarantee is $10,000, and then they may receive another $5,000 for selling it out, something like that. Um, And it it doesn't need to be Armored for Sleep. It could be any band playing any sized room. Um, So there's good money. Keep in mind, though, um, booking agent gets 10% of all guarantee. Um, I don't know if they have a manager helping them out here at all, if it's just them. If there is a manager, they're probably getting 10 to 15% of that as well. So, and then then there's four band, right? There's four band members. Uh, they are flying to the to the West Coast. They're flying to Chicago. Um, so there's you know there's all flight costs. It's probably several several thousand dollars all in on flights, and then a few more thousand dollars on crew and gear. So you know it's definitely an expense. They probably have twenty thousand dollars of expenses in here, um, which is a few of the shows itself. And then at the end of the day, you divide the money four ways for each band member. But you know each band member is probably making a good amount of money and. Um, they are all on weekends, the few dates that they do have. So it seems like people are just taking off of work and getting a little extra money before Christmas and Hanukkah. Yeah, you ever and, know? You, you ever notice that? I, I feel like the uh, what do you call it? Uh, reunion tour train kind of revs up a little bit right before the holidays because you know gotta get them checks to buy them presents. Oh for, yeah, for, I, I for, don't think for, there's for, anything wrong with getting that uh, holiday cash money. Well, you know, you, you neglected that significant other for all those years on the road. You gotta keep making it up to them for years to come. Right. Luckily for Ben Jorgensen, uh, dude goes to Hawaii once every other month. That's, that's some shit. Yeah, living that thirty rock life. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that that's typically what a band on that size can make. You do the math from there. Um, 
But yeah, it's good. It's healthy. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. I'm going to at least two shows. There's a rumor a third will be announced that I'll also go to. Um, next question from um, at Z underscore man 12. What's the best way to send tracks in for mastering? Uh, in parentheses, format, how should instruments be arranged, etc.? cetera? Uh, well, instruments shouldn't be arranged in a master because a master is a two-track mix down. So I think you might have this confused with mixing. And that's too long to answer, but mastering format. Whatever is the highest bit rate and sampling rate that you recorded at, bounce at that with no loudness maximizer on it. I just sent Jesse songs today to master. Send me songs to master, thankfully, sometimes multiple times a week. Oh, yeah, I'm paying, paying those bills. You are. You, you are. You, 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 keep, you keep me in fed in expensive restaurants. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when those when those book checks get thin, Jesse counts on me to work with bands. <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, I I have a community of people that need me financially. It's a really big challenge. <laughs> uh, so the next question from X Brian forty four X, is it difficult dash costly to provide tracking numbers for orders? Merch now doesn't, and that's puzzling to me because they're big. Um, that costs nothing, and that's just bad programming of their right. email system. But don't, I don't think this is right, though. It depends. Uh, it literally, in some ways, costs nothing, and in other ways, it costs development. Yes. So it's, so, it's a one-time fee for Merch Now to, or any company, to implement tracking. There is, for an example, though, with Limited Run, there are ways where tracking numbers won't be included. So... It's a matter of making sure that that happens. Um, and also, I will say, Brian, um, 44 straight edge. I'm not sure that you're one of these people, but I can't tell you how many people order from bad timing, reply to the email that has their order number and tracking info in it and say, hey, where's my record? And I say, did you check your tracking number? And they say, no, how can I get that? And I say, check the first email. And then they go, oh, who knew? Um Here's a, here's another though interesting one that I, I that I had recently with this. So um, I ordered from a, a pretty reputable company that um, has uh, I, I order a brain cognitive enhancer for when I write, and uh, I'm that much a of what? a body. I order some pills that are supposed to make your brain better when for the days that I take off to write, and I do, do tend it helps me stay a little bit more focused. Nothing illegal like over the counter stuff. But this is like a big company, and I got an order, and usually the tracking number auto-populates to my Gmail, and when it didn't, I went to write that stupid email, and then I remembered to not write that stupid email, and then I just looked around more. But I think there's also the confusion is that some of the times it doesn't auto-populate to your mail provider like it normally does. But yes, it's not— it, it all, it all, How much do these drugs cost? Oh, like uh, about a dollar a day. It's called Alpha Brain from Onnit. Not Beta. No, no, no. We don't want a beta brain. I'm trying. I'm trying to go hard. You want alpha? Durr. Okay. From so, my friend. Are we still talking about this? No. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move to the next question. From at Ava underscore thirty five. What service would you recommend for making download cards as a small band? Uh, I would recommend precisely two. Um, there is one service called um, Drop Card, and yeah, Drop that, Card. That's what I've used. Yeah, Drop Card is a goodie. 
they, 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 you have a lot of options. They'll give you the normal download code information, but you can customize some stuff. So um, if you went to Warp Tour this summer and you bought a pre-order of Copacetic from Knuckle Puck, it came on a laminate, a special laminate with the album artwork on the front. And on the back, there was a live photo of Knuckle Puck with download information on it. And all that's provided by Dropcard. But we put it on a laminate to be able to sell it, to make it special, to sell for $5, uh, not to just have it on like a, uh, you know, like a business card kind of format like you get uh, when you pull out a vinyl record. Um, And so that, I thought, was uh, pretty great. And uh, I would definitely recommend that. Uh, The other one that I would recommend is, Jesse, I'm spacing on Nicolando Service. Card included. Thank you. Card Include is another good service that I would recommend um, from our friends Nick Mango and Tom Mango, who run uh, Limited Run, which we also super duper recommend. Um, Card Included is great as well. Um, so I think if you hunt down any of those two options, you will come out as a happy camper. It's a good and affordable system for young bands on the road. Agreed. The next question comes anonymously, which is since most music is recorded digitally these days, is there a sound quality difference between having an uncompressed audio file and vinyl pressed from those digital masters? There's a big difference, but it's also with a huge asterisk. Um, in order to get a superior audio quality from a master, it needs to be retained the whole time. So part of that question I just answered is, let's say you record at a high bit rate and a high sampling rate. That needs to be maintained through the process. So what sadly happens is I get a lot of vinyl to make that has been taken down to 16-bit 44.1. And that is not going to be as good as vinyl can handle. So like a 24-bit 96 kilohertz master sent to the vinyl factory will be a lot better than what you hear than in in an Apple file as long as everything's handled properly, which it should be as barring that everybody did that right. But – Yes, Apple compressed files. Now, let me also say this. If you're listening on laptop speakers or Beats headphones or Apple headphones, you're not really going to hear any of these differences anyway. If you have a nice set of speakers, you can absolutely hear these differences if you got good ears. Cool. Um, next question that I can handle is, hey, I'm using, I'm trying Apple Music, spe- specifically Beats 1 Radio. I'm really interested in artist shows like St. Vincent, Ezra Koenig, and Josh Hom? Hom? Hommy. 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 I've been Googling and Googling and cannot for the life of me find a schedule for these shows and how they're reoccurring. Well, I've got good news and some help for you, but not full help. If you go to applemusic.tumblr.com, they have a schedule for who's on air and the next 11 hours of programming. As we're talking, uh, the Alligator Hour with Joshua Home comes up at 10 p.m., um, so there's a few issues with Apple's system, which is, uh, you can't see multiple days, even though obviously t- stuff shifts and stuff. It would be great. I thought I would imagine if Apple could have a confirmed 24 hour schedule and a tentative one oh, beyond that. Aren't most of the shows on the same time every week? Like the run the jewels ones on the same time. Right. Every week. Most of them are, but you know, there's little pop-ins and stuff. Um, what I would suggest and what I think would be smart is if Apple would, smartly have a schedule in Beats 1 on on a portion of Beats 1 on the Apple Music app. Seems kind of like a no-brainer for me to have a little ticker or something. Um, yes. But they don't have that. So for now, go to applemusic.tumblr.com uh, to see the upcoming schedule, and they tend to repeat every 12 hours. Next question uh, for we me, are, I guess. We did that one already. Oh, nope. We're out of questions then, Jesse. Well, 
I think it's it's present time because Zach, you know, you gave so much to me and all the listeners. I'm going to give you a present. Are you buying me 1989 on vinyl? <laughs> if I didn't know already that you wasted that crap money on probably a really shitty pressing of vinyl to be listened to on a Crossley. Uh, yeah, right. So you know, they sell that for Urban Outfitters for only 19 bucks. I was kind of surprised that it's not it's like ten, 25 30 $10 less than I paid for the Lord vinyl. Yeah. Um, my band What's name? What's my present? My band name that you've been trying to get? Yeah. PM Gen? PM Gen. Yep. Gen, like G-E-N? Yeah, like nighttime generation. So I'll, I'll give a special treat now on the outro. I'll, I'll oh, put my a, God, I found this bot of the MySpace. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you probably found it. I don't think anybody else has that name. Oh, my God. Um, PM Gen. Yeah. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Holy um, shit. I'll, I'll play a little clip on the way out. Um, I see all the music. <laughs> this is what I do for you. This is this wow. is how I say goodbye. Are you not nervous about this? Oh, it's hilarious. What if I post about it on my website? I don't care. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I think it's literally, I don't think I've made a song on that in 10 years. Wow. Yeah, the highest track number has 800 plays, exactly. I, I mean, let's also keep in mind, I don't think I ever even really told anybody about this. Special Mew Order Mix. It's a cover of my favorite band Muse song special, but oh, it's not they a play kinda, on New Order. Well, with so the, Mew? this is the thing is because I'm such a nerd, I realized they kind of stole their Muse song special is a tribute to New Order song special. So I married the two together. Uh, this last song I'm seeing is seven minutes and seventeen seconds. That's a, a Battles Atlas dance remix. Thank you very much. The original is that long. Wow. I'm really excited about this. This song, the seven minute song, has noticeably fewer plays. I, I mean, that was like the last. Th that was the last throws. That was like, all right, I'm giving up on this. I'll put this up here in case I. ever So you didn't go it. out on top. You you left. I don't think I ever early. even told. I, I don't think I even made a MySpace post or a anything. It was a very pre. Man, have you era. seen MySpace lately? I I, I sadly have. You know, the, the, here's another fun fact. So like. My friend Chase Pagan, who's also one of the things on he there. He follows you on this. Yes. So Chase wrote me a theme song that used to autoplay when you got to my MySpace. Hashtag throwback. So I had to go download that before MySpace disappeared. And so I went on MySpace to rip that recently. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this is great. I'm going to dig into this soon. <laughs> uh. All right. You have any recommendations before your, your soapbox is kicked out from under you? I would recommend PM Gen. You can go to myspace.com slash PM Gen for more. Uh, and I would recommend if anyone has anything that they'd like us to talk about, whether they're questions or topics or whatever, um, just please tweet hashtag ask OTR um, for one last show with me before uh, Jesse undoubtedly ruins everything yeah, without to, his to, love to, for to, streaming and Taylor Swift. Oats. Uh, uh, we'll see you next week. I, you know, I wanted to recommend something, Jesus. Okay. Uh, the new health record's out in two weeks. It's the best record of the year. Um, and I watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And uh, What's that? What We Do in the Shadows is a mockumentary as if a film crew got to film a bunch of vampires that have been alive for a thousand years. And it's a, it's a comedy. And it is really fucking funny. It's it's just great.
All righty then. I, 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 I choked up. It was laughing so hard. It's strange when you laugh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. We'll play okay, the, well, we'll, I'm going to go listen to this Drake diss track because I'm interested. You're not going to listen to my PM Gen song, Why You All on My MySpace? Well, I'm there first. I mean, yeah. yeah. But you're going to, like, play the listener it right now, I think. So that's, that's what's about to happen. Right. So you do that, people. And uh, if you're still alive, we'll be here next week. Why you all on my MySpace? Looking at my pictures. I wish I had a tracker. I attract you. Just let it bumping on the keyboard. Hey, that's a I don't even know this nigga. And he got me on my track. Why you all on my MySpace? Looking at my pictures. I wish I had a tracker. I attract you. Just let it bumping on the keyboard. Hey, that's a I don't even know this nigga. And he got me on my track. Bitch, please. You're typing it, bumping it, going off. Real cocky on the net, but real talk yourself. And you're pissing me Trying to get this open money, man. I just knew my